Okay, we're learning Davlamid Hey. <clears throat> so we're in the middle of a Shiloh when somebody says, Ki kari olecha, my loaf of bread is usher on you. So he didn't say this loaf of bread is usher on you. He said, my loaf of bread is usher on you. And we're trying to figure out what is the, uh, what exactly is he highlighting by saying my loaf of bread. He could just be, it's reference, you know, that instead of saying this one, he's referring to it, he says it's mine. But it could also be that he's specifying that it's only uh, like a limitation, that the duration of the nether is only as long as it belongs to him. And the big enough community is, can I take the loaf of bread and give it away to him and give it as a present? If I want to invite him over to my house and have him eat over, that for sure is forbidden because when it's my loaf, he can't benefit from it. But if I say to the guy, my loaf is also you, and then I want to give it to them as a present, so that maybe as long as it's not going to be my loaf anymore, then technically there's not going to be any Isser Nether. So we're at different ways of looking at it. Now the Gemara is going to bring a question. Says the Gemara Isfe, we ask a question from Bright Omar Law. So Ruvain here just gives some names. Ruvain saying to Shimon, Ashilini Parasal, please, let me borrow your cow. And there was a cow, and Shimon owned. Ruvain wants to borrow. So Amr Shimon says, He says as follows, this, this, uh, this, pa- this power, this cow that I have should become also to you in the form of an adder. Or he says, all my property should become also to you as a neder. Uh, if I have anything else besides this one, meaning if you try to just put yourself into the conversation here, Shimon is trying to say, I don't have anything else to give you. Like you're asking me for, for my only cow. I don't have other cows at my disposal. That's basically what he's saying. But instead of just saying no, he, he's trying to like uh, bolster his point. And he says, look, if I have any other ones, then everything's forbidden to you. So basically he's trying to say like, Trust me, I don't have anything else. That's the point. And if, I, and, if, and, and, and if I'm not telling you the truth, then all my stuff is usher on you. Or another example, he said, I want to borrow your hammer. I'm a low. Uh, and the same thing. Yeah, I don't have any other hammers. I'm a low. On my, on my hammer that I have. That it should be usher either this one, the current hammer that you want to borrow, or all my property, if I have any other hammers besides this one. So, okay, so he makes this, this strong nether on him. And then obviously what happens? The name Yeshlo. He really had other ones. So therefore the nether was, was, was a, took effect. What's the nether that takes effect? Shimon's um, cow or hammer are now usher to Reuven. So what's the halacha? So now if Reuven can't benefit, the chai of usher. If it's alive, so then it's usher. Meaning as long as... As long as, he's, as, as long as he stays alive, as long as uh, Shimon is alive, then Reuben is not allowed to benefit from it. However, Mace, if he dies, or if Shimon wants to give it as a present to Reuben, then it's mutter. So when it belongs to Shimon and the nether's in effect, so then Reuben can't take it. But once Shimon's out of the picture, and even if he, Shimon wants to give it to Reuven, if Shimon wants to give it to Reuven, then it's permitted. So what do I see from the price? So that there's no problem if it gets to Shim, if, it, if, 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 if it gets away from Shimon's possession and it gets to Reuven, then Reuven's a lot of benefit from it. What's the pshat? I was also as a nether. It must be the pshat is that since Shimon said, only my cow should be usher. My cow means only while it's under my possession. You can't benefit from it. But if it would go over to you somehow, then it would be permitted. So I see that if it transfers from Shimon's possessions to Ruvain, Ruvain's allowed to have benefits. So it's a clear proof that when someone says, my loaf of bread is usher on you, it's only usher while currently it's on his possession. So the Gemara says an interesting thing. 
This case is different. It could be a went through a third party. Meaning, does it say Shimon could give it to Reuven? No, it didn't say that. It said if it got to Reuven as a present, Reuven can benefit from it. Maybe what happened is Shimon sold the cow to Levi. Levi is obviously permitted to it. He's not part of the nether. And then Levi sold it to Reuven. That, or gave it as a present to Reuven. That would be okay. Why? Because there, it's indirect. It's not from Shimon to Reuven. So the point that we're saying is, certainly if someone said, my loaf is also on you, and he doesn't give it directly, he gives it to a third party, and from the third party, then it gets to the subject of the nether, that certainly would be allowed. Because that, that's not my loaf. But the, our question was specific, could it go from the nether, from the vower, directly to the subject of the nether? Because there I said, my loaf is also on you. So yes, it's true. After I give it to you and you receive the present, it will no longer be my loaf. But that's what we're saying. It's like nipped in the bud. How is it going to go from mine to you? Because you, as my loaf, you can't benefit from it. So if it's my loaf, you can't receive it. So that's what we were saying maybe is also. But certainly if I would give it to another person and then that other person wanted to give it to you as a present, then in a Hanami would be fine. And Amar Bashi De Konami, you could actually see that language in the Braiso. You see it in the language. Nitna, the language is like with a chirik. It didn't say shenosna with the comments. What's the difference between nitna and nasna? Grammatically, the difference is shenitna means it was given to him. Shenosnalo means that he gave it to him. So what we're saying is it doesn't say that the noder here, that Shimon can give it to Reuven. It doesn't say that. Maybe Shimon cannot give it to Reuven. He answered his cow and Reuven. He's not allowed to give it. But rather, it was ended up giving, being given to Reuven, meaning Shimon, let's say, sold it to Levi, and Levi is giving it as a present to Reuven. That's why it's mutter, because it was only also while it was in the possession of, of Shimon. So we end up not concluding this question. And we move forward to a new point. This next point takes us really fundamental in Mesech Sadarm. It's actually very interesting that it takes us to the 35th page here to get to this Shiloh. The Shailah in front of us is based upon Me'ilah. So let's just make sure we know what Me'ilah is. Me'ilah is something that belongs to the base of Mikdash. But because it belongs to the base of Mikdash, to the treasury, it's off limits to any human being to have benefit from. You can't come and take it for your own personal benefit. And if you do, it's more than just theft. There's a special penalty. You, take, you have to take what you, return what you, what you took, pay back an extra fifth, and you have to bring a special carbon asha. So, by the way, Me'ilah is when you benefit from it inadvertently, Bishogik even when it's very, very severe, benefiting from the base of Mikdash. So when you make a neder, does it belong to the base of Mikdash? No, a neder is just you're forbidding it. But what are the words that we always say when you're making a neder? It should become asr like a carbon. You always link it, you always associate it with the word konam being slang for carbon, as we've learned, it's associated with something which has me'ilah. So, should there be me'ilah to a neder or not? Really interesting question. If somebody made a nether and he said this thing should be like a carbon, he made the hatfasa, he associated it to a carbon. So maybe now it gets that aspect of being like a carbon in the sense that there is me'ilah not to benefit from it. Not just I did forbidden as the law of nether. Keep your word, don't benefit from it. Maybe the nether transformed what the item is and now it linked it to a carbon and it said since it's like a carbon, now there will be me'ilah. Now it's a very interesting power that it should be that way because Still, ultimately, it doesn't belong to the base of Mikdash. What's shot in the Gemara, Yesh Mi'ilabakonamas, that we should say, since I linked it in my wording and associated with it with like a carbon, it gets that status of being like a carbon in the law of Mi'ilah. Very hard to understand. 
But that's what it seems to do, that the power of neder, when you link it to something else, when you say, just like a carbon is something with my word, I aser. So to this item, this loaf of bread that I'm asering with my word, you're linking the loaf of bread to the carbon and you are able to transform its status. So even if it's not becoming hectish, but maybe the same din that hectish has, that you can't have me'ilah from it, and there's a specific penalty if you do with, the, with, with bringing a carbon, maybe a neder has that also. Or no, maybe not. Ultimately, it doesn't belong to the base of Mikdash. So that's the reason why it's coming into us. We can bring a proof from our Mishnah. Remember the case in our Mishnah where Reuven couldn't benefit from Shimon and there was a question if Reuven lost his wallet, could Shimon return it to him? So the Mishnah added, <laughs> if let's say it's a place where there's a compensation fee for the finder, meaning the finder took off a, an hour from work to return the wallet to, 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 to the recipient here, and uh, he sends him a bill in the mail, and that's the local middle. You could send him whatever compensation, whatever you missed out on your wages. So if it's in such a place, so the issue would be is that let's say, you know, um, he doesn't want to receive it. He doesn't want to accept it. He says, no, 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 it was my pleasure. I'm not charging you anything. But the problem is, Reuven can't benefit from Shimon. That would be a benefit. So what did the Mishnah say? Give it as a donation to the base of Mekdash. Remember, again, Reuven can't benefit from Mekdash. Reuven lost his wallet. Shimon finds it. Shimon returns it. Instead of Shimon sending him the normal bill in the mail, Shimon says, no, no, it was my pleasure. I'm not charging you. Reuven can't keep that money because Reuven can't benefit from Shimon. So what do we say? He go, money goes to Hektish. Why Hektish? Think about it. The whole point is he shouldn't benefit from the money, right? Maybe he should flush it down the toilet. Maybe he should lo- uh, donate it to the local playground. What does it have to do with hectish? The point is, don't benefit from the money. What, you'll figure out how do you not benefit from $50? We don't worry. Everybody knows how to not benefit from $50. You have to say, give it as a donation to the base of Mikdash. Why the base of Mikdash? Why is our mission specifying that? You know what it's doing? Tangentially. Not because you have to give it to the base of Mikdash. You don't have to. The point is just don't then donate for $50. Don't, don't, don't benefit. You can do whatever you want with it. It's coming to just to show us hektish. To show us that the conversation in the room was something like hektish. Just as hektish has mila, so too all in the dharm have mila. Meaning we're saying you're right. You don't have to give it to hektish. We just mentioned hektish because it was the easiest example. Why is it the easiest example? Why not say give it to your local charity? Why do we say hektish? Because when you're learning the dharm, you're learning hektish. Why? Because Yeshmiila Bikonamas. So it's not that the proof is direct for what we were saying, but it's the fact that the Tana mentioned the example of how not to benefit. He said, give the money to Hektish, as opposed to just saying, don't benefit from the money. We see that Hektish was in the room. Hektish was around. Why is Hektish around? Because Yeshmiila Bikonamas. Says the Gemara Katanoi, the truth is it's Machlokas Tanam. Somebody says, a guy said a Konam that the loaf of bread is like a Hektish. So it's also to everybody. Now, Achla, somebody eats it. Bain Shehu, whether he ate it. Bain Haver, whether his friend ate it. Ma'al, they've committed Mila, they have to bring a carbon ashram. This opinion clearly holds. Yesh Mila Bakonamas. Not only are they transgressing the neder, but transgressing the neder that's on the bread means that uh, you have your Kaiv Mila. Lafikach, therefore, since now we're saying that it has the din of Hektish, there's also a leniency. Yesh Lapidion, you can redeem it. This is wild because it's taking it to the next level. We're saying just like something that belongs to the base of Mikdash has Me'ila, true, but there's another aspect that it has. You can redeem its value, meaning you give money to the base of Mikdash, you basically buy it off the base of Mikdash. The money becomes holy, but then the item loses its, its, its sanctity, right? That's what happens. I donate uh, a chair to the base of Mikdash. The base of Mikdash can sell it to somebody else, the money can become holy, and the chair is not. So too, by a neder, there's a concept of redeeming the Isser. So in other words, the loaf of bread is a neder. So it has the status of Asr now. Nobody can eat it, right? Now, somebody wants to give money to the base of Mikdash 
And by doing that, that will free the Isser away from the loaf of bread, which is a really big chedesh that you could do such a thing. Since we're saying the loaf of bread is really treated like a davar sheyeshbo me'ila, just as a, an item that has me'ila is subject to pidyon, you can redeem it, so too a nether can be redeemed. However, if he just said, Kikazu Eliak, that she only offered the loaf of bread on himself. So then, Achlav, he ate it, Humal, he did Mila. Chaver Lamal, not his friend, because he only offered it on him. But since it's, it's only answered to him, not everybody else, you can't redeem it. Meaning the aspect of mi'ilah can be personal. You can't benefit, therefore you have mi'ilah. But to say that something can be redeemed, it has to be that it was inherently, intrinsically forbidden. So if it's answered to everybody, it could be that way. But if it's only answered to one person, you can't redeem the iser by paying it off. This is all the words of Rameir. Rameir again holds, yesh mi'ilah b'konamos. Whether you answer on yourself, everybody, it doesn't matter. Lo mal, there's no mi'ilah when you eat it. You're over on an iser nether if you eat it, of not keeping your word, but you're not over on me'ilah, the fish, and me'ilah b'konamas, is there me'ilah in the darim? We're learning the darim, it's not belonging to the base of Mikdash. So the Gemara is concluding that really our question is a machlokas tanom. Again, clearly the more novel view and a fundamental view in the Nadarim is that to say yesh me'ilah b'konamas. The simple view would be we're not, it doesn't belong to the treasury of the base of Mikdash, it's not going to be subject to me'ilah. But this new idea is that no, a nether works through linking it to a carbon, linking it through an item which is, belongs to the base of Mikdash, and therefore it takes on those status, those laws as well. Now, the Gemara continues, assuming that there's me'ilah b'konamos. What happens here? Let's say somebody said, Kikari my loaf of bread is also on you. So Reuven said to Shimon, my loaf is also on you. So it's only also to Shimon, not to Reuven. And now, Reuven is giving to him as a, as a matana. So now what, what's happening? So we want to know, Mimal, who has done the Mila? Again, he answered his loaf to him. And now he's giving to him as a, as a present. Who is doing the mi'ilah? Limo mano is saying to say that the one who gave it is, 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 away is doing mi'ilah. You can't say that. On him, the loaf of bread is not also. Reuven said to Shimon, the, my loaf of bread is also on you. So Reuven, for, in, relative to him, the loaf of bread is permitted. It's not, there's obviously no me'ilah for it to him for giving it away. He can do whatever he wants. It's not also to him. Maybe you'll say if Shimon accepted it, by accepting it, that's me'ilah. You're stealing it from, 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 from its status. Its status is that it's not meant to be for you. So you're stealing it, just like if you would take something away from Hektish, inadvertently make a kinyan on something that belongs to Hektish, you would do me'ilah. So maybe here, Shimon is doing me'ilah by accepting the present. However, says the Gemara, you know what he could say? Remember, the whole thing with me'ilah is inadvertent, right? So he could say, I, I didn't realize what I was doing. I wasn't trying to receive something aser. I never would have received it if I would have known that it was aser. I, every me'ilah is inadvertent. The answer is, it's a big difference. Normally, me'ilah, what do you do? You take it, right? It's aser to everybody. It's, it's the chair of the base of Mikdash. You didn't realize it was the base of Mikdash's chair. You took it for yourself. As soon as you take it for yourself, there's me'ilah. That's inadvertent me'ilah. But here, the me'ilah is just on the fact that I receive it. I'm totally passive. The guy gave me the loaf of bread. The whole iser is only to me. I'm just receiving it. Oh, I'm just passively receiving it. And I didn't know that it was, that this was the nether loaf of bread. Maybe there's no me'ilah at all. So the Gemara says, I'm gonna let you right. He's not gonna be mal when he takes it. However, when he goes and he spends it, he does something with the loaf, then the me'ilah will be there. Meaning you're right. The me'ilah is not gonna be there passively by just receiving the loaf of bread. That's that, that there, he didn't do anything. He's too passive. However, when he goes and he spends it, he does something with it. That's different. That's whatever happens. If somebody happens to have hectic stuff by them, let's say they're washing it or something like that, or they're guarding it for the base of Mikdash, and then they, they spend it, they do something 
something with it. And they think it was chulin and they do something with it. Just as you have Mila there, so too here in our case with Nadar, once the recipient receives it and does something with it, his doing of it would be committing an act of Mila. So bottom line is, we conclude according to our mayor, there is Mila B'Konamos. And if there is a Kikari Alecha, Reuben Aser Shimon, on his loaf of bread, by giving it to Shimon, just the giving itself, Shimon is not doing Mila. When Shimon spends it, at that point, then it is Mila. Okay, we go weiter. Says the Mishnah. We're continuing to talk about our case. Our case, the whole parak is a mother hana. What's a mother hana? A situation where one person cannot benefit from the other. Ruvain took a nether, he's not going to benefit at all from Shimon. Okay? So the halacha is, Torim is Shumos of Maisra. Shimon can still take off Truma and Maisra for Ruvain. Even though Reuven can't get benefit from Shimon, if he tells, um, if he tells Shimon, or we'll see in the Gemara if he's telling him or not, I get, I'm getting ahead of myself, but Shimon can theoretically take off and tithe Reuven's fruits for him. That favor is not considered to be doing Hanah from him. And again, this is the theme in the parak. What is giving you benefit? Can't get benefit from you, but define benefit, right? What exactly is this? And the theme is tangible, real gains. Side things that are good aren't benefit. What? Oh, 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 with Meiser. Interesting, interesting. Okay, we'll see the sugya. You mean maybe that should be a side benefit which emerges. We'll see. I'll go upon him. So we're saying that the mother on scenario, if Ruben can't get an off from Shimon, Shimon is still allowed to take off Shimon and Meiser for him. Ladato, even, even, even if it's according to his das, meaning that he wants it. Similar, let's say he's a coin. Let's say Shimon is a coin. He, could he bring Ruben's carbonos? Interesting question, right? Ruben has a carbon to bring. Reuven can't get Hanah from Shimon. He shows up at the base of Mikdash. Shimon's the coin of the day. Could Shimon bring his carbon? Or is Shimon giving a benefit to Reuven by bringing his carbon? So the Mishnah says he could. He could bring the, the birds that are brought for a Zav and a Zava. A Zav is someone who sees a very irregular, it's like a disease, a very irregular uh, seminal emission. Where there's like all sorts of disease and discoloration in the... Um, in, in, in his semen, or the Zava is the woman whose period is, is, is gone haywire and she's seeing in the wrong time, whatever, not for us now. But bottom line is, these are examples of people who become impure, Tame, and they have to bring carbonos before they regain their purity. So they, they, these people are bringing carbonos and they show up and the person they can't get benefit from is the coin. So the mission says they can bring the carbon or Kinioldo. So after a woman gives birth, she has to bring a carbon. Or Chatos Vashamos. All of these cases, there is no Isser. What's the idea? The idea is, it's not considered to be benefiting from the fact that he's bringing it from a carbon. Why? Now, this is very hard to understand because there is benefit, right? You are impure and now you're becoming pure. You're able now to regain your purity to eat kachim or whatever it is. So what's the shot that it's allowed to be done? So we showed him explain, it's a little bit related, that it's indirect. When I bring a carbon, I'm bringing a carbon. I'm just bringing the carbon. I'm, I'm fulfilling God's will who told me to stand here and bring people's carbonos. I'm not giving you a benefit. I, based on the fact that I brought a carbon, now you could return home and eat kachim. That's an indirect benefit. That's a derivative of what I've done. It's not defining what my action is. In order for it to be an isra to take benefit, it has to be defining that's what the action is. Like I can't give you a dollar. I can't give you a loaf of bread. But here I'm bringing your carbon. Such a thing is permitted. Similarly, Here's an interesting child. Can he teach him Torah? Right? Reuben can't get Hanah from Shimon. Can Shimon tell Reuben it's Var Torah? So he can teach him Medrash or Halachos or Agada. That's not a problem. And what's the idea? The idea is very interesting. Mitzvos, is a, mitzvos in general, we don't define as an act of getting benefit. So even though you say, oh, it's great. He benefited me. He taught me Torah. We say, no, no, no. Learning Torah is an, an inherent benefit. Why? What do we mean it's not an inherent benefit? How could you even say that? Chas of course, Torah is a benefit, right? What does that mean? 
So the concept here in front of us is that it's not defining what you're doing. What defining what you're doing when you're doing a mitzvah, it's defined by the fact that you're fulfilling the will of God. That's all it is. The fact that you're growing with it spiritually, you're learning more knowledge, whatever, all the good stuff about Torah, and that's true in mitzvahs in general. But again, it's not defining of what you're doing. The language Chazal use on is mitzvahs, lovely hunters to A mitzvah is not to get benefit. I mean, you get benefit, right? There's no question. Of course you benefit from it. But that's not what it is. The point of the mitzvah is that we're serving God. It happens to be whatever it is that happens when we do it. Seder, those are all derivatives. The nafkimina is here in this mother on us and every Reuben can't get enough from Shimon. Shimon could give him a tartar. It's a great, it's a great halacha to know. He can't teach him, he cannot teach him psukim. In places where there's a normal charge uh, for psukim, right? So then what's going to be here with the charge? If, he, if, if Shimon doesn't want to take the charge that he normally can get for teaching psukim, then Reuben's going to be benefiting from Shimon. Now, you're going to say, how come that's only for Psukim, not for all the other forms of Torah? The Mishnah said he could teach him Medrash, Halachas, Vagados, and not Psukim. So why not Psukim? What's the difference? Elamai, because it means in a place where people are charging, meaning it's like a professional tutor. To a professional tutor, this guy, he doesn't learn with people unless he accepts payment. So for such a guy, if he's not going to accept the payment, then Reuben's going to end up benefiting from him because everybody else you pay, he's not accepting payment, he's getting benefit. But then how come only, he's only accepting payment for teaching Sukkim and not teaching Mishnah? Like, what, what's going on? Why is the Mishnah presenting it like that? He could teach him Medrash, Allah, Chos, but not Sukkim. Well, what's the distinction? It's not about the information. It's about whether or not the charge that he's, that he's waiving. So then that could be for anything. So we have, we have to see in the Gemara what in the world is going on here in the Mishnah. It's not easy to understand. We'll wait for that. Another point, Abim Laman, who is part of Espinosa Mikra, even though he can't teach him for free the Sukkim, he could teach his children. Why? Because I'm not benefiting you when I teach your children Torah. Now, interesting. Why not? A father has to teach his children Torah. So if you teach him Torah, then I don't have to teach him Torah. The answer is the same thing. That's not a direct benefit. What's a direct benefit? I give you a loaf of bread. I give you money. Teaching your kids Torah is not considered a direct form of benefit. I just saved you time, hercha, whatever it is. But that's not defined as a tangible, real gain. And since it's not defined as a tangible gain value of money, so therefore, um, it's mutter. So basically, the estate of the Mishnah is, when you can't get enough from somebody, you're allowed to indirectly get benefit from them. That's basically the issue. You can't directly take benefit from anything which is indirect. Any gram is permitted. That's the theme. So that's why if Reuven can't get enough from Shimon, Shimon could take off Shimon's or Miser's for Reuven. Um, he could bring his carbonos. He could teach him many halachos. One thing he can't is waive fees that are coming to him. So if he, if, if he normally is expected for a fee that for teaching him something and he's waiving it, that would be awesome because he's giving him real value. Okay. Says the Gemara. This is an amazing question which appears elsewhere in Shas as well, in Masechah's Kedushin, but it appears in our context of the Nidharm here too. Ibailu, the base Medrash had a question. Hanikani, Kohanim are bringing Karbanos in the base of Mikdash. How do we understand? What are they doing? Right? I show up, I'm not a Kohen, and I want to bring my Karban, but I can't because I'm not a Kohen. What do I do? I give it to the Kohen and he does it. Koshluchi Didan, is it Pshat? He's my agent, meaning I'm the Israel. I can't do it because I'm not a Kohen. So I'm appointing the Kohen as my agent to bring the carbon for me. Is that the way it is? Is it my shlichus? Or is it the pshat? Shlichah deshmaya, they're God's shlichim. Meaning to say, from the owner's perspective here, all I have to do is show up and I give it to whoever God set in place. Hashem put the Kohen in there to accept the carbonos and bring them to him. It's not pshat, the Kohen is bringing it for me on my stead here, for my behalf. I did my job by bringing it to the coin. Hashem accepts it through what he told the coin to do for him. <coughs> so essentially, our question is, when a coin is bringing a carbon, is he fulfilling my shlichus? 
It's an unbelievably lumdisha question. Because to a certain degree, you're going to say, you got to bring a carbon, right? If you, it, let's say you just bring out the point, right? Let's say you bring it and the coin messes up. He didn't bring it. Or he thought the wrong thing or he slaughtered it incorrectly, whatever it is. What, what's your status? You got to bring another one. Maybe the coin is a jerk, right? And maybe you might think that, you know, he, he owes you an apology, but, but, but you still have to bring a carbon. So clearly to bring a carbon, it means getting it sure, making sure that it was offered in the correct way. So of course they're your shlichem. What does that mean? That they're not your shlichem and they're only God's shlichem. It's not so easy to understand exactly what the Gemara is saying. On the other hand, there's a very fundamental problem. Just the opposite. The Gemara Kedushan, I love this, it's Mamash brain teaser. The rule in shlichas is, is that if I could do something, then I could appoint somebody else to do it for me. But something which I am incapable of doing, halachically I am inhibited from bringing a carbon. A coin can, a non-coin is not able to. How can I make someone to do something for me that I can't do? What is shlichas? Do this for me. I can't tell you to do something I can't do. So that's a paradox here. On the one hand, I need the impossible to happen. I need him to do something I can't do, which indicates that's more like God's shlichas. On the other hand, it's more like my shliach because I needed to all be offered. I'm not Yosei just because I dropped it off. So ultimately, these are the hard parts of the question. But the Gemara leaves it open to us. How do we view the Kohanim? Who cares? What is this philosophy here? The Nafkimina is in the scenario where the Kohen, I said I can't get benefit from a specific Kohen, Mr. Ruven Kohen. I show up in the base of Mikdash and he's there. If he's my shliach then it's giving me benefit. The Asr would be Asr. But if he's God shliach shari, he would be permitted. What's the Gemara saying? If it's pshat that it's my shlichos, then he's doing my bidding. He's being my agent. I'm saying take this and do this for me. He's doing what I instructed him to do. That for sure is asr. Because that is real benefit. What is the benefit? That he's doing what he was told to do for me. Fulfilling a shlichos for you is certainly benefit for you. If he has Hashem shliach, it's good. I, I just dropped it off. I'm not doing anything more. I drop it off. He, as Hashem Shliach, is accepting it and bringing it. I, I end up benefiting that now I'm pure, whatever it is. That's a side benefit. That's indirect. That would be permitted. But if we say that he's my Shliach, it should be Aser. That's what the Gemara is crying. So the Gemara says, my, what's the Allah Tashma? So let's see. What was one of the things in the Mishnah? What did the Mishnah say? Makarulav Kinei Zavin. The carbon for the Zav, the Zava, the Oledes, right? We said that those can be brought. So why could they be brought? If they would be our shlichem, then he's giving him benefit. Must be Hashem shliach and it's permitted. It's Mamasha Mishnah. Says the Gemara, according to what you're trying to think, that you can learn from our Mishnah, why did the Mishnah give all these examples? Listen, why did the Mishnah say, Zav, Zav, Yoledes, and Chathos Asham? Why didn't it just say, he could bring my Karbanas? Why did it give all these examples? Must be Ella Mechusr Kapara Shiny. It's very only certain types of Karbanas which are permitted. The types of Karbanas which are permitted are specifically the types which are mechusre kapara. Mechusre kapara means the ones that until you bring, you're not allowed to eat kachim. What does this mean? Just to give a, a small example here. All of the examples in the Mishnah, until the owner brought the carbon, he wasn't fully pure to go back and, 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 and do what he would want to do. So in other words, let's say you have a zafa or a zaf. They cannot eat from truma or kachim until the carbon is brought. So the carbon is called mechutzre kapara. It's brought for someone who's missing the atonement in order to do something more. Let's contrast it for a second. What's not mechutzre kapara? Let's say I want to bring a carbon ola or I want to bring a carbon shlamim. I volunteer to bring a carbon. Or a regular sin offering. 
A regular sin offering. Not There are certain types of sin offerings where you're takatame, and until you bring it, you can't go back and uh, eat shrimp and kachim. But a regular sin. Those are not mechusri kapara. The Mishnah's examples are mechusri kapara. Mechusri kapara might be different. Why? Mechusri kapara are different. Normally, when you bring a karban, when you bring a karban, it has to be brought with your das. Somebody can't bring a carbon for you because it's, you need the point. It's you who's doing it. So you need to have das when you're bringing a carbon. However, do not. what is this idea? The whole idea is that there's a purity that, you need, that needs to be achieved when a carbon is brought for you. If the whole idea is that there's a purity that's achieved, that you're going to be able to regain your purity, you don't need your das. We just need the carbon was brought for you. The huge nafkimino, what is such a fundamental split in types of carbonos. Certain types of carbonos, we need you. You need your das and your intent for the carbon. When you want to donate a carbon, when you have a regular sin offering, you've got to be having das. You've got to be bringing yourself to the carbon with intent to get this carbon offered. There, maybe the, the mother I know cannot bring it for you. Because if it needs your das, so then what's going on and you're not bringing it? Oh, it must be you're appointing the coin to bring it for you. Maybe that's usher. Our mission is talking about mechusari kapara sort of kapara. So kapara is not that you bring it, but rather the carbon is brought for you. There, anyone can bring it, even if you don't know about it. The bottom line is the carbon was brought for you, so therefore you become pure. So for those things, obviously the mother I not can do for him because he doesn't have to be his shliach for those things. And we bring a proof to it. Maybe carbon even if they're little kids. Let's say you have a zavar, a zavar who are children. So they're impure. They can't eat, they can't eat from kachim. The father can just go and bring carbonos for them. They're not having das. What's going on? The answer is, we don't care about the dots. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, under the age of Bar Mitzvah. This is the Torah of the Zav, the extra word of Torah, even for a katan, he's not a bar dots to bring a carbon. It must be the father can bring it for him. So we see mechusra kapara are different. Carbonos that are about giving the person purity to regain his ability to eat kachim, those can be brought without his das. There, those are the examples that the Mishnah gave. But, in the exa- but, but a different type of carbon where you need das, maybe in a hanami, there the carbon cannot be brought by a mudra hanah because he's benefiting you, maybe he's a shliach. Says the Gemara, you just darshan toras to me, include a kid. It says the word Torah by the woman who gave birth. Are you going to say there as well, ben gedana, ben gedola, whether even if a minor gave birth? No, do you darshan Torah to include a minor by Zav and Zava? Are you going to say the same thing by someone who gives birth? Can a minor give birth? The original birth control shayla. There are three women who can use a moch with some, some sort of preventative measures to make sure that she didn't get pregnant because these women are allowed to do it and they don't have to worry about the fact that they're not having children. Either a minor, a pregnant woman, or a woman who's nursing. And the, and, and the idea is, because if a ketana gets pregnant, she will die. Because it's too painful, the, the experience of childbirth. It's, it's, her body's not able to handle it, she will die. So what do I see from here? That a child does not give birth. So how could we say, Zos Torah, whatever the word Torah is used, it includes children. So what are you going to say by, by, by Yoledes? What is Torah coming to include? You can't tell me a child because a child can't give birth. Says the Gemara, he Torah Yoledes, Ben Pikachas Ben Shota. It means even if the woman was deranged, let's say a deranged woman gives birth, the law, let's say a regular sane person was married to a regular sane woman, and then sadly she, be, she became deranged. And she, so they're still married, and she gives birth. There, the halacha is the husband can bring the carbon for her. She can Adam maybe carbon 
So this idea, and we could say for all carbonos, any, and this is j- just one example, but really the halacha is that a, a husband can bring all of his wife's carbonos, co carbonos that she's chayah. That's what he said in the Ksuvah. I'm going to give all your chiyuvim. What does it mean, all your chiyuvim? Even the ones that you had before the wedding, all your carbonos that you were obligated, the husband kind of accepts it upon himself, um, kind of accepts it upon himself to, to bring. So therefore, according to Rabbi Yehuda, what's coming out? We're darshing zos Torah sayoledes that a person, any type of woman, not a child, because a child can't give birth, but even if a deranged woman gives birth, then it doesn't need das for her carbon. The husband can bring a carbon on her behalf. So bottom line is, where are we? We've concluded that everything is good. We're in the middle of a question. Arkonim ar shluchim ar Hashem shluchim. We thought that Nafkimina is mudra hana. Very good. If he's ar shliach, it can't be done. Hashem shliach, he could. So I, the Mishnah said he, that the mudra hana, the Kohen, could bring karbanos. We explained the Mishnah is only mechusri kapar. Mechusri kapar, those types of karbanos, which are about regaining purity, those you don't need das of the bayon. You don't need das of the bayon. You can bring for a minor, you can bring for a deranged woman, whatever it is. Those types of karbanos can be brought by the Kohen. But maybe in a chanami, a regular sin offering, a regular ol shlamin, perhaps it's ar shliach, and therefore it would be forbidden for the Kohen to bring.